Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome back, listeners, to Virtually Amazing, the podcast. And I'm here again with Joe. Today is the 3rd of August when we record this, although this webinar will not be going out until I think it's the 16th of September or the 19th of September, whichever is the Monday that week. So that's when it's going to go out. So, Joe, since we chatted last week when we recorded the last episode, what have you been up to? Oh, Busy, 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 clearing the decks. I go on holiday this week. So tying up loose ends, um, chauffeuring children to and from activities. um, And as we were talking earlier, I've secured a really exciting project for October, um, which is um, a webinar in GDPR for a, a local authority, which is all very exciting. So... Very good. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Well, over here, I'm, I'm in Israel and it is the midst of the school summer holidays, just like it is over there. Uh, and uh, my son, daughter-in-law and their five children have rocked up to stay. They arrived yesterday morning and they're staying till Thursday lunchtime where they're going home Thursday afternoon. And the reason they're going home Thursday afternoon is because that's when my cleaner comes. So I said, they can come in the middle of the week. I didn't want them to come for the weekend this time because they get bored. They come during the week, they can go out and about and do things. Um, But on Thursday, my cleaner comes. So they have to go before she gets here. Isn't that mean of me? that's great. No, it's great because then she will help you to get everything ship shape and relaxed, ready for Shabbat and a quiet weekend for you. That's the theory anyway. So today, I've, uh, this is the only piece of work work that I'm doing this while they're here because it's impossible. Five kids in the age range, three to nine. So you can imagine it gets a little bit noisy. So um, they've all gone out. The girls have gone to the beach with their mum and the boys have gone bowling today. So uh, David's gone with them. So to be an extra driver and just to kind of join in uh, and left me here in peace. And I'm sure listeners, you can all identify with the bit about I'm saying being left in peace. And I shall say (laughs) no more about that because I feel really mean, but it really is. (laughs) And, and, you know, our kids are all grown up and we're not used to having small children around anymore. It's not like it's not normal for us. And they've taken over the flat. We have a th- only have a three bedrooms. So we've got five children sleeping in one bedroom or camping in one bedroom, actually. So it's uh, and toys everywhere, which, again, you're not used to. So it's um, but it's lovely. But it's just kind of a bit of a shock to the system. Uh, do you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of our listeners who will really be empathizing with you <laughs> because we've got kids off on school holiday and we live that life all the time as parents yeah well I used to but it's just a long time since I did and you know normally they'll come on the holidays the Jewish holidays is when they're normally here so um and then it's different actually them being here during the week is really good because it means we can do yesterday uh, the boys went to the beach yesterday so um very religious Jewish people men and women tend to do things separately they they, they certainly wouldn't mix on the beach so Mm -hmm. 
um, there is a beach where I live in Natania, further in the, a bit further north, where they have a men's beach and a women's beach, or rather they have one beach and there are men's times and women's times. So yesterday afternoon, the girls went uh, and this morning, uh, no, yesterday afternoon, the boys went and this morning the girls have gone. So, uh, so I've got a couple of hours to sort the podcast and a meeting out. And then this afternoon, we're going to play games got a pile of games here on the dining room table uh, and then we're going to go out and have a barbecue in the park after that so that's fabulous what an exciting day yeah it's going to be fun it's going to be fun so so that's good but I think um, I think it's enough about us uh, kind of waffling on Um, I've got various webinars in September October all kind of lined up so I'm not going to bore you all with those um, I'm delivering next week to which will be the um, 10th and 12th of August. I'm going to be delivering in-house workshops for a big insurance, international insurance company. So we've got one on teams, uh, which is a very much more advanced than my normal team stuff. So that's quite exciting. It'll be the first time I've delivered that content. Uh, so that's quite fun. And, uh, and then I've got my top tips one, which we're going to do half an hour on um, each of the packages roughly you know 40 minutes or so so we'll see it's going to be 90 minutes in total so I'm quite excited about those because I love doing those and uh, and that's it so I think we'd better stop waffling away here uh, mm. and get in our guest for today now it's really interesting our guest today is very interesting and there are lots of connections which I'm sure we'll talk about with him afterwards so um, our guest today is a lovely guy called Matthew Hughes who's all about video He's a video king. I think that's what he calls himself, video king. Yep. King, king of video. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, Joe got hold of him because Joe knows him through one group. I actually know him from two other groups or at least one other. I'm in the same group that Joe knows him from. And I know him from another group that I've been a member of for a long, long time. Um, it turns out we've I think we've crossed paths a few times, but not made the connection. And not only that, Matthew used to be an IT trainer like me. Uh, and he knows uh-huh. all about all the stuff. So when he saw that that's what I did, he was very excited. So I think between us, apart from all the yummy video stuff we're going to talk about, we're going to have a lot of chit chat today. So it's yeah. going to be fun. So I'm really looking forward to this interview, especially as he's all about video and we are recording this both audio and video so that's going to be quite interesting and um, let's go queue him up welcome back listeners and I'm delighted that we've now got Matthew Hughes who is the king of video with us today on the podcast and Joe invited Matthew in uh, to the podcast and then we discovered that I know Matthew through another Facebook group so it's all connections and the online world is getting much much smaller I think so uh, you seem to rock up against the same people all the time so Matthew do you want to tell our listeners a bit about you who you are king of video what does that mean yeah well (laughs) king of video is just a domain name I I, you know like anything when you're looking for personal brands or anything like that my my uh, namesake is a UFC fighter and uh, author. So trying to get a UFC fighter off the top of Google is a is a hard ask. So yeah. um, I was looking for a personal brand. Kingofvideo.co.uk was available, and I was like, you know what? Can I can I really do this? Can I can I take that title and own it? And and that's what I've done really over the last couple of years. Um, my background, though, just so to add a little bit of sort of 
<clears throat> excuse me, weight to the to the name really is that I've had a video company for seven years. We traveled the world making video. I started that company having never made a video before in my life. Um, and we managed to, in the first six months, we went to Vegas, uh, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, uh, creating video for expenses only uh, for a bunch of tech companies. So um, yeah, so that's that's kind of a very small, short potted history of of, of what, what went on there. That's fantastic, fantastic. So what sorts of things do you do with video now then? If, if that, that's where you started, you, you, you said you did it like for expenses only. It's a good, quite a good way to get in, isn't it? Then at least you yeah. can practice and, and hone your craft. So what sort of video do you do now? Yeah, so so that was that was seven years. And that was, um, I, I closed that company on February the 29th, 2020. Oh, wow. Some <laughs> would say was it not a great time to start a new company, but actually... Um, Actually, I, I think it. I think timing was was quite good. And the the King of Video Brand started about a year before I closed the actual um, the video company. And and I had a big moment in my business where I had to really decide what I wanted to do with my my business mm-hmm. and my life. And I really decided that the two things I really enjoyed was training people and creating video. So with the King of Video Brand, I kind of decided that um, helping business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, confidently and consistently create video content that connects with their audience which is the strap line um is what what I wanted to do and and I feel like if I I think about and I don't know about you guys or anyone that that is listening that runs a business running a business is hard there's so many things about it that you don't really Mm -hmm. get told when you start yeah um that when I think about my business now it's a completely different business and I love every single day like there's, there's nothing that's a chore before I've had up to six or seven staff before and we had a really lovely office and you know organizing logistically where everyone is doing different filming bits and that kind of thing like it was just so much effort and so much hard work whereas with the the stuff that I do now coaching people really how to get started with video online and and take their sometimes take their offline businesses online. like it's just so enjoyable I just love what I, what I do now so I think that's kind of the nice transition that I've made yeah, I think that's really important. And we've talked about it before on the podcast, Joe, haven't we, about yeah. really loving what you do, because it does make a big difference, a big, big difference. So so what's your training? Back? I mean, I know, but what's your training background, Matthew, that you, yeah. the, the two things you said you loved? Yeah, so uh, tra- I decided training, you know, in, in I've seen this in various different ways. Value, joy, profit is is one way I've I've yeah. heard people describe it. So you look at the different things that you do, what you can make money on, and what you can where you can give the most value. If you can get the thing in the middle, then then you're winning. And and I was a trainer in my former life as an IT person. I've, I've been in uh, IT and tech for 20 years. Uh, whilst I was running that video company, I was still a, a six figure IT contractor. Um, and I realized that I just love, tra- you know, I love sitting and seeing people, um, their eyes light up when you teach them stuff. And, uh, and I've just done it all through my IT career, you know, either informally, you know, teaching people how to get started with computers. I taught an 80 year old how to use a laptop. She, like she'd never, she didn't know yeah. what right clicking meant. Yeah. And so like to take, and we, she sat on this eight, uh, I did like a community course. Um, it was an eight week course and, by the end of it, she could use a laptop. She can connect it to Wi-Fi. She went to PC World and bought it, and I helped to sort of make make some of the decisions. And like when you do stuff like that, and you see things change with people, you really yeah. know that that's a wonderful thing to do. And and yeah, and then naturally over time, because um, that was about twelve years ago, um, 
I did more and more training and got asked to do more and tra- more training for all the roles that I did after that. Yeah, oh, that's that's good. I'm, I mean, I have I have a, a similar story. I had the, a lady; she was eighty two at the time, um, and she had a computer. She wanted to get a new one, um, and she no, she didn't have a computer. That's right. She wanted to buy a computer, um, and she wanted to be able to email her daughter who lived abroad. Uh, and see the pictures of the grandchildren so I went and sat with her I went to PC World and bought the computer and bought her a desk which which she paid me back for obviously and we set it all up and uh, it was only a few things that she wanted to do but once she could do those and she loved buying old china she used to go searching for china online you know like oh and once she knew how to do that she said i'm less mobile than i used to be and this is now my gateway to the world and she could do her online shopping yeah. and it really changed her life it was amazing yeah. i'd and forgotten I, I, about that i think like when, when i coach people and train people now whether it's standing in front of a camera or uh, doing things that they feel that are not natural to them, that's uncomfortable. Like, I always think about that woman because yeah. people say to me all the, like, so often I say this and I, and I'm re- I really listen to the words people use. If, if you coach anyway, you do that. But they'll say things like, oh, I'm a, I'm a technophobe, I'm a dinosaur, I, you know, I, I'm too old to learn that stuff. And I'm speaking to people that are like 50 and I'm, I'm going, hold on, what? You're too old. <laughs> like, this is... <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand like it yeah. just like I don't see a correlation between age and learning new things they, no. they, they don't work for me so I really try to say to people well if, if that's how you feel what what is it that gets you there like what makes you feel like oh well I can't understand the tech or I don't don't get this and then when you get down to it actually it's not that they're too old it's just that they usually have been taught that picking up a new skill is not something that's available to them or it's you know it's yeah. gonna be more difficult than it is or whatever so yeah. I think helping people through that again is, is just a wonderful thing to do. And when you see them then running around doing lives, wherever they are, you know, Facebook lives um, again, it just fills me up uh, wonderfully. So. Yeah, that's great. Great. Joe, have you got any questions for Matt before I launch into another monologue? Well, it's, well, it's interesting because um, I've just learned something that you teach people generically about video, because I've always perceived you to be, uh, and maybe through doing one of your challenges all about YouTube and people kind of delivering content through YouTube, which I know you do quite a bit of. So uh, your offering is clearly broader than I understood. Yeah, well, it's really funny because the YouTube thing and and like the journey in the last two years has been really strange because, of course, when you're doing all of this stuff, people say you have to niche. Well, you have to find a niche. You have to pick yeah. an ICA, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so with the video thing being so broad, what I decided to do quite recently, only like six months ago, is, okay, I'll start looking at YouTube. There's no YouTube coaches or the, the ones that are, are massive YouTubers. I'm not that person. Like, can I help people grow their business on YouTube from the start? And, and I've come up with a really great structured format on how to do that. So, so that's great. So I, I did that. But... Then I've, what I've done is I've changed into digital marketing rock stars, which again is really, really broad. So it's coming away from video and being more about digital marketing. Video in tech is my focus with digital marketing rock stars. But the reason why I tell you that is because I'm, I'm a little bit, and I don't know if it's fair, and I'm, I might regret saying it in 10 years time, but I'm a bit anti-niche because I, I just feel like you're, you're told to niche so often. And actually, like, 
there's a word and I completely forget what it is now. There's a word when you're an expert in a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I've had 20 years in IT and seven or nine years in video now. So I'm an expert in those two things. And for me to ignore one of them and fully niche into the other, it, it doesn't work because naturally what happens is I go to somebody to help them with YouTube or video, or whatever. And they start asking me questions about software. They start asking me questions yeah. about the tech not working and naturally I, I help them. And so I just, with digital marketing rockstars, I was like, look, I'm going to focus on video and tech for the online world. And I'm going to do video and tech. And my niche is going to be online business owners, whatever that means, not, yeah. not VAEs specifically or not, you know, personal mm. trainers. I'm just going to say it and, and I'll live and die by it and see what happens. But, I, you know, I, I think, I, you know, I, I love the way it's going at the moment. So we'll, we'll see, but anti-niche I don't know if that's a thing anti-niche I I, I, I actually I I I totally get what you're saying so because as you know I'm a software trainer and I am niche because I'm only Microsoft Office I don't do much other stuff although I could pick it up and learn it if I had to Um, but I chose to niche with VAs because I felt if I didn't choose a VA niche it would be too broad but the truth is even though my company's called Tomorrow's VA uh, and I do focus on VAs, I am slowly being pulled into the corporate space, which is where I came from. So yes. it, it's, um, you know, I, and I kind of, because my stuff is actually relevant to all assistants, whether they're personal assistants, executive assistants or virtual assistants. But I think the, the thing about the niche bit, it's more about the marketing language that you use. It helps yeah, you yeah. focus on who you're talking to rather than um, what you're talking about. But yeah, I, I, I do hear what you're saying and I, I'm torn. In fact, I have a second brand as well. And, I mean, I, um, I understand uh, yeah. it. I, I, I totally get it. If you, if I think way back to when I first started the business, I definitely did everything for everyone. Yeah. And mm. that made it really difficult to find somebody. And, and over time, the first five years of the business, the, the video company, we slowly realized that 80% of our business was tech companies. Yeah. So in the end, we only really targeted tech companies. But um, with this online business stuff, like I help people that are yoga teachers. I've got property guys. I've got a a woman that does um, tutoring maths. Like they're such wide businesses, but they're probably the most common thing across all of them is they're all trying to create online businesses. I mean, I'm building two membership sites for people, which is completely not video, but they told me a story of how they were stressed out about the tech. They didn't know what to choose. They need, they wanted someone else to do it. I gave them a figure and they said, yes, I showed them mine. They said, that's exactly what I want. And then it, it makes sense to make that connection. But yeah, I would yeah. never have gone out and said, hey, I'm the membership guy. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. how it you know, naturally worked out, I suppose. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I love that. I love that, that, you're, that you do that. Because I think we all do that, don't we? We all kind of help our clients with whatever it is that they need help with. And I think this idea of like the niche or the label, it's just that, isn't it? It's just like a hook to... to 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 get known yeah. by yeah. And, and I think you're right you do kind of have a niche because it's as you said earlier online businesses so I think I think I think that's great so how can video help our audience of VAs and assistants because we do have some executives and personal assistants who listen in too so what can they be doing what can they be thinking about with video to enhance what they do Okay, so so I'll give you a scenario, and I think hopefully this will not fall on its backside, but I'll give you a scenario, <laughs> right? So 
Um, and this this works actually really well for YouTube as well, but it could the it's applicable to to um, video in general. If I want a VA right now and I say to the world, hey, or Facebook, as it would be, hey, I need a VA. Who can you recommend? What happens in that situation? And you guys will know this so well. Mm. It is a sea of responses. And actually, for the person, the business owner choosing, it's so difficult to make the decision because you are just overwhelmed with choice. And so invariably you go for the one the person that you like the most that recommended somebody or the person you you know you trust the most um <clears throat> it's very it's very often not about the person that's the, the right person for the job or the most skilled or anything like that they don't really get a looking because you, you you recommend so what i do in that situation and what i suggest to people is video gives you the opportunity to stand out in all of that mm. And where it relates to YouTube, and um, when I get people started on YouTube, the first thing I say to them is create your first 12 videos about the common questions that people ask. So one of them could be, I need a VA, who do I choose or why would you choose me? You know, So it could, it could be the answer to that. And then what happens is in that sea of responses, you can drop in your video or a Facebook Live or something that you've done or YouTube video and say, here I am. And this is why I'm a good fit. So again, if we're thinking about niche and let's say it's a property business and they need a VA and you're the VA for property, you've decided property is your niche. You could say, right, you will have created a bunch of marketing content around that niche. And you could drop that video in there and say, this is why I'm the VA for property um, investors or whatever. And you just stand out. It's just massive. It's a massive like flag in the air that says, yeah, you need to pay attention to me. And what happens and, again you can tell me whether you feel like this or not but I certainly have felt like this from a video perspective is all the other people that don't have the video sit there and go damn I wish I had a video to answer this thing and then sometimes they watch because they you know competitive analysis you want to see yeah. what they do oh, what are they charging all that kind of jazz so it really it, it not only makes you stand out but it, it gives you like a bit of authority status in that in that situation because everybody else is kind of looking at you with you know, you're the peacock in the room with a big blue, a big yellow top on or whatever, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of one of the obvious ones when it comes to growing your business. But then the other part of it, I guess, is 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 not letting people ask that question. If you create a Facebook Live every day or if you go online and do video every day, people don't ask those questions anymore. What okay. they do is they say, I know who the VA is I need to choose because I see him or her every day um online you know they're, they're talking about their craft they're sharing stories about what you know clients they're working with and th- there's no doubt and, and I, I guess for you guys if you if I ask you to pick on like um I don't know like a health and fitness coach you could probably think of somebody now because they're so vocal and so um you know they're doing so much video and stuff online and I certainly know that I asked a, a question about health the other day and I got 300 odd responses like how overwhelming um, is that? I saw that one. Yeah. I saw that a bun- one. A bunch of pitches as well from people. And I just kept saying to them, look, this you don't need to pitch here. Because if I went, if I wanted to go with somebody, there's somebody in my world or not now who I know already that I would trust. So I'd mm. immediately go for them. That's not what this is about. It, but I still got loads of people adding me and messaging me. Of course they do. They, they're yeah. trying to go into business as well. But um, yeah, but the reason why I know that other person is because they're so front and center on video so that's why you should do it 
Mm. Okay, so um, that leads me into a question. So you're a VA in this case, um, and you've you know you've got your niche, what have you, and you haven't got the foggiest idea of where to start yeah. or what to do. So what what's the first thing that 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 VA really needs to do yeah. to make this happen? It's it's really really super simple and and. I'm so glad it's so simple because you can do it like right now today and you don't have to overthink it. And it's not even Facebook lives, which is usually where I tell people to start. The thing that you need to do is to create stories, Instagram stories, uh, Facebook stories, you know, Facebook and Instagram. So integrated now that that you'll appear on both if you set it up that way. Um, and you do two stories a day. So think about it, stories, because if you're thinking, oh, I'm not a video person, I'm worried about all of this stuff. Instagram stories are 30 seconds long. Just the, the, I think you can do longer ones now, but 30 seconds long. They're non-persistent, so they don't hang around. So if they're god-awful, it's okay. They're only god-awful for 24 hours, and then they'll disappear. And by the way, they're always going to be awful at the start, so that's okay as well. Um, so... They, they hang around for a little while. So if you think about the what, what you can do with them, there's two things that you need to do. The first one is the one in the morning, and then you're going to do another one in the evening. If you do this for 30 days, I promise you, people will slide into your DM and say, I need you in my life. And the two things that you do is in the morning, you say, uh, hey, it's Matt. I'm uh, I'm doing this thing today. I'm, I'm, I've got this on my plate. I'm, I'm going to help this person. I saw a great one, a friend, a friend of mine and VA, Kylie, she posted yesterday she was uh, doing a webinar with somebody and she was sitting in this webinar and she had to sat, sit and w- watch through it and I thought what a wonderful post because you've told me you do that kind of thing which I wouldn't have known it before uh, Jay you mentioned like stuff that mm. you didn't know I did before if I did more yeah. of these stories myself as well you know eat your own dog food Matt um, but, it, it, but it's giving me a real insight into what she did and then there's the one you do it in the, eve- in the evening is this is what I did today or this is what I learned today. Learning is great because everybody yeah. loves to learn. So, you know, if you can share that, people will respond to you. So this is what I'm doing today. This is what I did today. Do those two stories. So a full 60 seconds of video every day for 30 days and you will get more business in your inbox. I promise you. And it can happen as quickly as, as well. In fact, the other day when I did a guest expert session with someone, they did the first video the day after and immediately got a lead in their inbox saying, I need to work with you. Wow. So one video. Right. Okay. Well, Joe, I know what we're doing this afternoon. <laughs> no? <laughs> it's not a problem. Oh, I have to, it's one of those moments where I have to pull my big girl pants up and just get out there and, and do it. But it all feels a bit complicated. And you always assume that you have to have massive amounts of software and kit and all this stuff. And that's why stories are beautiful, though, because you don't need any of that. You just need your mobile phone, you know, and you just need your mobile phone. There's In my guest expert session, I go through a bunch of things. It's largely confidence related and then some tips and stuff, right? But, like, I talk about the fact that you, you, we overcomplicate stuff all the time and it, it just doesn't need to feel like that. You, you can just tell people. And, and one thing that I uh, mentioned, one of the tips in there is about documenting, not creating. So if you think about video or, or content in general, if you do blogs and all that kind of stuff, if someone says to you, I need you to create 
two video, uh, two pieces of content every day. I need you to create two mm. pieces of content. If I ask you how you felt about that, most people feel a little bit overwhelmed. Some people that do this stuff all the time, they're like, yeah, mm. I can do that. No problem. Give me 20. I'll do them all in a day. Mm. Um, but for m- most people, the planning, you, you sit there and you think I've got to create content. Okay. So I need a plan. So then I need to figure out what equipment and what software, and then I need to do this. And then what if they're bored and what if it's not that interesting? You think about all those things. But if you flip that on its head and say, document your day instead, you don't have to think about any, there is no plan for documenting your day because unless you have a real structure, like it's summer holidays for me and, you know, I've got the kids around, like my day can't be the same as it is normally. Yeah. So I can't plan it. I, I, yesterday we had a plan to do stuff. It didn't happen. <laughs> um, so with documenting, you literally are just talking about what's happening in the moment. And so, excuse me joe joe for you i would say um outside of the obvious stuff that will come across when you see yourself looking back Mm. right i've got some techniques for that you can talk to me about afterwards if you want um outside of the obvious insecurities you've got and i still i'll tell you my insecurities right a couple of a couple of them now (laughs) i've done a thousand facebook lives on my profile at at least a thousand over a thousand now i'm still got a big forehead right because i always have my hair up so i still got a big forehead and i've got dodgy teeth right and most of the time in fact I've, nobody's ever said that to me nobody's ever come to me and said oh matt why is this what look big forehead guy why is it <laughs> like they just don't it, it, it's like because people are nice you know yeah. i'm helping them out but it, they, they it, want... isn't it always that way that you've got the thing with your hair yes. or your hand or whatever that is and nobody else notices it because of course they listening. don't well so think about that from that's that's just one main issue is insecurities yeah. so of course they of course nobody really cares about this stuff i'm like people say oh i can't go on camera because they'll see my face i'm like have you been to a networking event yes i go to them all the time okay so people still see you walk in the room then, like, it's the same person what's what's going yes. on yeah but i've not yes. got my makeup anyway yeah. so insecurities are always there but the other thing is about it is like the other kind of things people think about is what if it goes wrong um what if i make a mistake um, i'm not really that confident what if i stutter like, all of these things what if a troll comes on and, and abuses me which has happened to me once and it was really awful right really awful i can't even repeat what they said on on this podcast but it was really awful but but, but because i was trained at the time i had support i had a coach at the time I knew it would come. And when it came, I was okay with it because I knew how to deal with it. You know, I thanked them for their time and attention. That always kills them. Yeah. But, but you, you think about all of this stuff happening and I'll tell you what happens. It's the complete opposite. People say, oh, hello, Joe. It's nice to see you on, on live. I didn't know you did Facebook lives. But when did this start? You know, like they, they start talking to you, engaging with you. And you're like, oh my God, this is a whole, uh, it's like a whole part of my world that's opened up now as a way to engage with people, as a way to reach people in such and connect with people in such a deep and meaningful way that you think to yourself, why did I never do it before? Because it's just a missed opportunity. You know, you spend so much time sitting there writing all the copy and deciding on an image or creating something in Canva to put with your copy and like, and you can just open your phone and go live. <laughs> it, just, it seems like a natural thing What's wrong with that word's come up again look. yes it's not joe's favorite we're not going there joe we know you don't like camera. No, I, I think i'm absolutely agreeing because you know if you think about a blog or something or a, you know the graphics whereas you know the facebook live it you're what you're saying is effectively i just get on my phone and say hi how are you or whatever that message is 
Yeah. And and you can be a little bit more raw, I suppose, when you're doing it like that. Yeah. Well, there's that. But, you know, eventually, because there's a thing on YouTube that they say, like, the first hundred videos that you're going to do are always going to be awful. So you may as well get them out of the way, right? Now, I'd, I'd question and I'd argue if you have a coach that doesn't need to be the first hundred, it could be the first few. Um, but, like, when you get going with lies, when you first start, um, you realise that you can start being really creative and really subtly selling. And I mentioned it before with the document not creating thing. Mm. When you do the stories and you say, hey, it's me, Kylie, and I'm doing this webinar thing, you're subtly telling them the things so with your lives, uh, I talk about telling stories. So everything you talk about should be a story. And then you're just subtly seeding all of your products and services in the bottom of it. And when you do that in such a nice way, I had a woman come to me this week and she said, uh, just like you mentioned, Joe, like she said, Matt, I've got a bunch of ladies uh, in Dubai. We have this wonderful group. We'd love to do some YouTube stuff. Uh, can you run some ch- kind of challenge or come in and, and do a guest expert stuff? Like, she came to me. I'd, I'd never messaged her before. I, mm. I, we, we've not had any communication. We've probably been in comments and stuff. Um, mm. But what a wonderful opportunity. This woman's in Dubai with yeah. a massive group. What a wonderful opportunity. Just because she'd seen me doing a video and she's obviously heard, I'm a bit more direct these days. I always yeah. say, I've got a masterclass this Friday. Do you want to come and join? Because yeah. every now and again, you have to be direct yeah. and ask for the sale, yeah. right? But but there's so much you could do that is underneath the hood that people are just learning so much about you that think back to the the example I gave at the start, like mm. what where, where's the VA for property? You eventually you can just stand out without even doing anything extra to stand out. But it but it takes like don't think you're going to do that. First. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to do it and go, oh bloody hell, I'm the wrong way round, <laughs> like <or> something <laughs> like that. Like that's going to happen and that's okay. But but over time, you become such a wonderful salesperson for yourself that if you're running an online business, like it's it, it becomes a no-brainer to do it because the more you show up, the more people come towards you. Fantastic! I love that. I love that. I, uh, I I was listening. I was listening to a book called Atomic Habits by a chap called James Clear. Just got that. It's yeah. brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and he tells the story of a um, a photography course, and he has. Um, however many students he has he he splits the class at the beginning of the year into two half the class um, he tells them they're going to be graded at the end of the term or whatever on the quality of the picture that they submit so they, they they only have to submit one picture the other half of the class he tells them they're going to be judged on the best of the quantity that they submit. So he says two things happen. It was a very fascinating experiment that he did with these students. The, those that took lots of pictures just went out and took pictures and they just kept taking pictures and taking pictures. To, and gradually they figured out how to, to position their camera and what the lighting meant and all the rest of it because they just kept doing it. The other group spent most of their time debating what makes a great picture? Should we set the settings like this? So at the end of the term, the one group only submitted one picture, but they thought it would be their best picture. The Mm. other group, because they submitted so many, they got so much better at taking pictures by the end of it that they just had so much better images, whereas the, the, the perfection group had a mediocre image and the other group, and, and uh, I'm sure you'll hear it 
or you'll read it when you read the book. But it's it just made that really made sense to me um, what well, you just yeah. said. So so and I love that because that that's you've just described my video company, right? We we I didn't know what I was doing. We just did yeah. it and did it often, and eventually we were like, oh, if we do it in f two point eight at ISO <laughs> four hundred, this is going to look amazing. You know, yeah. like, we yeah. figured it out. I could. Yeah. I remember my I, I did a photography course about two years into my video company. I thought I better learn how to do this stuff properly and. The, the whole of the two-year course, photography course, is really six weeks at the start. They teach you how to create an image. And after that, it's just practice. Yeah. Right? So, but when I remember the photography teacher walking in and he, and he looked at the room and he said, this room, if I wanted the best picture of this room, I need to set my camera to these settings. And he reeled them all off. And I remember just looking at him like he was speaking hieroglyphics, thinking I will never be able to do that. But of course I can now because I, I know yeah. it's not even it's not even difficult. It just... It, it's scientific it, you know so um so I love that and the other thing that you mentioned is and, and it, it goes against what everyone tells you because you've just talked about quality versus quantity uh, quantity right and and unfortunately everything everyone says about quality is a complete lie everyone tells you oh you know you don't need to do loads because just do one a week, but make sure it's full of quality. Like that's rubbish. It's an absolute lie. If you put stuff out there relentlessly, eventually, and you test and you measure and you see the things that work, eventually you find the thing that works. There's a guy on YouTube called Mr. Beast, biggest YouTuber in the world. Um, I think still to date. And he, the first four years, I think of his channel was a gaming channel and he had less than a thousand subscribers in the first four years. He's now got something like 62 million or something. Wow. But, and then what, what he did after he, before, when he did the gaming stuff is he eventually changed. And he, he does like um big, big, massive um, giveaways and stuff now. So mm-hmm. going to a restaurant, for example, and give the, and tip the waitresses like gold bars, like bullion, you know, <laughs> like they give, because he's, he gets all this money from the, the YouTube algorithm and stuff. Um, but the point is that he just relentlessly created video until he found stuff that started to work. And then once he got that and he figured out, and some, he would have still have days where just like you will have days. If you do Facebook lives where you go live and you're like, I'm sure this should have been interesting, but there's nobody watching. There's no comments. What's going on. I thought of the best topics and I've gone live and I'm like, Oh, that, that died. (laughs) Horrible death. (laughs) Who happens now? You know, like, but, it, but it's not, you've got to just keep doing it and keep yeah. testing and keep putting stuff out there. You will, you will not get better. And, and that story you've just told, the Atomic Habit stuff is brilliant yeah. because it just shows what we all do, which is analysis paralysis, overcomplicate it and then never do anything. And is it, is, it, is it better to go live in a group or in a membership or just on your Instagram or your Facebook page? What is your best approach or to, to do something and then put it up onto YouTube? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a really hard question um, because there's so many answers to that and there's yes. so much about that question. Like, for me, if I have the my ultimate strategy now is to create one video a week and repurpose that video and use it everywhere. Um, I have a content repurposing school is the course that I've got that delivers that and it's and the thing that I've caught, created is called the content repurposing framework. I was just, the thing that kept me awake last night is how I'm going to tell everybody about it. Um but but that but I believe rather than creating loads of content, which is the opposite of what we just talked about, um, you can create one video and have that be your masterpiece and put it everywhere. 
but you, in theory, if you're not comfortable on camera yet, you can't do that until you become comfortable on camera. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to start doing the thing and get rid of all of the cobwebs and all of the insecurities, not get rid of them. Let me retract that. You've got to be comfortable. You've got to learn to deal with them. Like yeah. a, the, the forehead thing and the thing, it never, it's never gone away. But yeah. now when I look at my, often in Zoom, I'll turn my own camera off so I can't see myself. Or like if I'm on my mobile phone, I'll put a post-it note over my face. And it's not because um, I don't like those things anymore. Like I, like I say, I've learned to deal with them, but it's just to stop the distraction. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to look yeah. straight at my audience and make sure that I'm talking to them. Um, and you just learn to deal with it. Like imposter syndrome. I always think it's funny that people talk about getting rid of it. You can't get rid of it. You just, you just see it as a, a as a little friend trying to keep you safe yeah. in the end. Okay. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, but, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going for it, you know, yeah. so. Matt, this has been fantastic. And I think yeah. we could carry on chatting for hours. But unfortunately, today, don't we don't have hours to carry on <laughs> chatting. So um, no I've got my uh, son and daughter in law and their five children staying with us. And they've been wow. banished from the house this morning to the beach, well, half to the beach and half to go bowling. And uh, they're going to descend on us in, in, in not very long. So I think uh, on that basis, we need to wrap up. Otherwise, we're going to be, never mind photo bombed, we're going to be video bombed by scruffy kids. So I think it's we- been hugely interesting and, and so helpful yeah. and personally very inspiring. Yeah. I may Thank even you. be tempted to get on with it. Well, there well, we go. I was just going to say, Joe, we're going to see you on video yeah. yet. We definitely yes. are. Yes, Listen, definitely. look, you've been doing this. This is episode 61. Yes. So you've been doing video. You've done 61 episodes with me now. Yeah. So, you know, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't yeah. sit and be comfortable. Like, just break out a little bit and try something different and see what happens. And uh, like do you know, I think I'd prefer to do amazing. video than Canva. So that's the <laughs> way to go. <laughs> that's the, definitely go. the way to go. go. So, Matt, um, how can people get in touch with you? And uh, you just mentioned you wanted to think about how to tell people about your new program. So here's yeah. your opportunity. Yeah, so uh, so my website is kingofvideo.co.uk. That's my personal brand website. Um, but the the membership that I'm growing, which is Digital Marketing Rockstars, is available at dmr.academy, dmr.academy. And um, yeah, we focus on video and tech across the digital marketing um, sphere. And uh, there's a great community there. So like, like today, I'll have my accountability calls are at 11. I have a tech surgery on a Thursday. So loads of great stuff there if you're interested in that kind of, kind of stuff. Well, that's fascinating. So if you send us all those links, anything yes, that you'd like us to publicize, they'll all go on the web page that goes with this episode. So Amazing. once again, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, and we'll see you online on video somewhere, I'm sure. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Now, that was a fantastic uh, interview there with Matthew Hughes of The King of Video. Um, I think there was so much content there from personal branding, which we've talked about, uh, new domains and and, and moving, niching, anti-niching, all of that stuff, plus all the video tips. So I think that our listeners will have had a lot of notes from today's episode. Joe, what do you reckon? I I agree. And... Personally, I too have taken a lot of notes. Um, Matthew, I've seen him do lives before and he is always great value and really, you know, um, knowledgeable and, and willing to share that knowledge. So it's great. Yeah. 
yeah absolutely now i've um, i've been guilty of doing lives and dropping off doing lives i've done facebook lives on the tomorrow's va facebook page um if you're going on what this has made me think of is maybe popping in onto the virtually amazing page every week and just doing a live about the guests that we've got that week so i might start doing that um mm. come september and uh, i'm definitely going to start doing um stories on instagram i've never quite got the hang of it but uh, now that i've kind of got a structure there from Matthew which I think was fantastic the idea of twice a day documenting your day then uh, I think I'm going to be doing that too not today though because today is too busy with kids coming back any minute now so, mm. <laughs> yes so yeah so what's on the what's on the agenda for you for the rest of the day Joe? I've got um, a GDPR project finished today um i've got a compliance a website compliance piece that needs to be finished and sent off today um and yeah that's about it for today oh in between that it's obviously school holiday so there's feeding watering supervising managing refereeing um and yeah just the usual kind of stuff that yeah. kind of comes from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have a meeting with the lovely Martine in about 10 minutes uh, to discuss the two training courses that I'm delivering for her organisation next week, just to make sure we're, we're doing it all inside Microsoft Teams. So we need to make sure that they've set up the team correctly and the channels, and then I can go ahead and do all my get all my stuff uploaded beforehand, which is, you know, not scrabbling around on the day. I'm very much all about the prep. Uh, and getting things prepared and ready so that you're not stressed out mm. uh, at the last minute, scrabbling around for where, which folder did I save that thing in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't be doing with that. So so that's I'm looking forward to, to chatting with Martin shortly. Uh, and then the kids are going to come back half from the beach and half from bowling or shopping or ice cream eating or something. And then it's going to be lunch, which I have to say, with five kids, it's not always a pleasant sight. And the sweeping brush definitely will be coming out afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like it's like feeding time at the zoo, isn't it? When you've got little ones, yeah. because there's never quite enough, and there's hands and yeah, yeah. it's it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, very entertaining. So so that's it. and then this afternoon we're going to play games. So we've bought. Monopoly, uh, we've got Rummy Cub, we've got a couple of puzzles for them to do. So the idea is that um, the parents can have a bit of a rest and the grandparents probably play games. And then uh, then about four o'clock when it's hopefully starting to cool down a little bit, we're going to go to, there's a great big park up the road, which has got big um, uh, climbing frames, all wooden structures, mm. and they can run around and climb. And we're going to have a, a, a barbecue. We're taking a disposable barbecue, and we're going to barbecue beef burgers and sausages, and that will be nice. supper. So, yeah. uh, so that's that's quite that's quite good. So today is going to be quite full on. Uh, and then, then Thursday afternoon, you can have your lie down in 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 a darkened room um, <laughs> once they've all gone home. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Tomorrow we're going out for the day with them. Uh, we're going to there's a local place. Um, my son found it somewhere uh, and it has a petting zoo. And it's, I think it's a, a kibbutz or that kind of small settle, uh, small village town. And it also has a museum about Theresienstadt. 
the um, concentration camp. So we're going to go there. Yeah. Um, because we're children, specifically to Eisenstadt, was there are a lot of children there. So certainly the adults will go in there. I don't know if we'll take this. I think the children are a bit too young to go mm. into that yet. Maybe mm. maybe the nine-year-old, but I think they give the others nightmares. So yeah. um, we, we, we'll do that. And then Thursday morning, um, they'll potter around and then lunch, we're going out for lunch with them. We're taking them out for lunch and then they're going to go home. I'm, I'm going to come home and my cleaner's going to be here and that's going to be amazing. So uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it's really made me realise how I value the place being organised and tidy. Um, and when it's now not tidy, I really feel out of sorts. Um, and it's making me think about our interview with Sarah Broadbent a few weeks ago about being t- about the tidy company. Yeah. And I really, you know, obviously it's for me, it's become a state of mind. Um, yes that I yeah. like things just so and I would never have thought of myself as somebody that was like that um yeah. this has made me you know them descending on us again has made me realize I need to have my things in order or I feel very out of sorts which is a very sad state of affairs but hey ho <laughs> what can we do and that's on that note I think we're probably better dash off for our appointments get sorted and we shall see each other when we're all back from holidays yep. and enjoy your holiday joe have yep. a wonderful break and uh i've got lots of things to do over the next few weeks but it's going to be fun anyway we're going out for the day next monday so we we are going to have our day out Brilliant. next week so that'll be good and we can talk about that when we're both back yeah so, happy days see you in the next episode listeners goodbye for today You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.